Guys, my entrepreneurs, my business owners, listen, if you have been like me in the past, you know, maybe you were struggling to manage finances behind your business, um, shit, <laughs> maybe spending endless amounts of time trying to determine your overall financial direction. Uh, look, I want to introduce you to um, a company, okay? Financial automation company. A good friend, Brady over there. Um, I connected with this dude and right away I knew that what he was building, uh, he was onto something. Everything from projecting your working capital to calculating profitability, um, you know, helping you prepare for your taxes, just on and on, they are the go-to company for all things finance. And not only do they create a custom tool specifically for your business, uh, but they actually, they also provide you with a daily snapshot. And this thing was key for me. Um, so now you know where your business is at financially at all times. You literally have your own digital CFO that will automate your finances at a drop of a hat. Look, I highly recommend you guys get in touch with Brady and his team over at Financial Automation. Um, I know it's been a game changer. So look, if you're interested in learning more, there's going to be a link in the description. Click that link, a free strategy session, and tell them that you came from none other than Professor Doughboy at Overnight Success University. Welcome to Overnight Success U. At OSU, we are here to be the hub for those who operate on the edge and to build the best education platform for those longing for success. Ultimately, through proximity to mentors and masters of the 10,000 hour rule. As always, I'm Mark Forster, aka Professor Doughboy, here to walk through the curriculum. And today, we have Brady Morgan, who is the co-founder of Financial Automation. And, you know, as one of the sponsors, I'm sure that the intro allowed you to hear a little bit more insight as to exactly what they're all about. So pay attention to this one and truly begin to grasp the concept of true understanding when it comes to your finances day to day, both business and personal. What's going on guys? Mark Forster, AKA Professor Doughboy back Overnight Success University. Today, we are able to sit down with Brady Morgan. Guy is the founder of Budget Trek, um, and recently he has just co-founded a company called Financial Automation. Uh, real young dude, real aspiring dude, and really somebody that I think um, Journey specifically is someone that's really going to resonate with everybody here. So Brady, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for, come, thanks for having me on, man. I think this is... Uh... This is going to be good for people to hear kind of my story where I came from and hopefully be able to attribute my story to their own lives. Yeah, so. man. Let's do it. Let's do it. And, and you're a young dude. How, how old are you again? 
I'm 24. I turned 24 yesterday, actually. Well, congratulations, man. Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday, you, man. Bro. Thank you. So like, you know, obviously you got a, a few things going on. Um, specifically, you, you know, you're really kind of in that financial um, space and everything. But like, talk mm-hmm. to me, man. Tell me about, you know, you as a a younger you, you know, clearly yeah. you're, still, you're still young in youth, but like, who were you growing up and, and what transpired to where you're at now? You know, talk to me about that. Yeah. So, you know, growing up, I played soccer. So I really had that competitive mindset about me and, uh, you know, I always aspired to be you know, a professional soccer player. And of course, wanting to aspire to something that large, you have to put in the work. So I'm not shy to put it in the work, but when I realized that, okay, this isn't going to play out the way that I want it to, I got to shift my focus to something else. But let's backtrack for a second. When I was in high school, all through high school, I wanted to go into pre-med. I thought that's what I wanted to do. You know, I think I just thought okay, doctors make a lot of money. So I want to be a doctor. Yeah. I didn't really know why I wanted to be a doctor, but then I took a personal finance class and I was like, you know what? I like finance. I, I like finance a lot. And I want to try to pursue a career in finance and, and just kind of see where it takes me. I didn't know what that meant. So I go to college. I played soccer for a year. And I started to realize, okay, what's more important? Me working in a business, owning my own business, doing my own thing, or pursuing soccer? And I had already seen soccer as kind of like a dead end. So I started pursuing business. I transferred schools, um, graduated college, worked at an investment bank as a financial analyst for a while. And then I worked at a healthcare facility here in Nashville, Tennessee, as a financial analyst as well. And that's great, but I I still felt like I was missing something. So I started the podcast, Budget Trek. And I was like, this is going to be kind of like my way of opening that door to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start this podcast about, you know, my own personal finance journey and how it could essentially, I guess, take someone else's life to a new level, you know, whether that's success or failure, whatever, whatever they're getting from my journey to theirs, at least they're going to learn something. And it's been really good. When I was documenting that journey, I actually paid off like 16 or $17,000 in credit card debt in five months. And I was with my wife, not really working that much. So for the common individual out there who is struggling with credit card debt, you just got to get on a plan. I mean, that's the biggest thing about it. And for people who shy away from actually attacking their own finances, that's an issue. So I wanted to inspire people to attack their own finances. So fast forward to today, I co-founded a business with my, one of my friends slash business partners called Financial Automation, where we essentially take the finances from the business owners and automate them for them so that they are equipped with the knowledge going forward to make better decisions and so that they can focus on the things that actually drive revenue for the business itself rather than focusing on all the back end finance stuff, which is the stuff that I like to do. So it's been really good, man. This is my story. This is where I'm at. And I hope that through what I'm doing today, I can really change people's lives in the future through finance, entrepreneurship, and just my story. Dude, that's uh, you, you got a lot of meat there, man. You got a lot of meat on, on that story and, and everything that you have going on. Like talk to me, stay on that topic of the, um, of paying down the credit cards. Like, like talk to me about how was that process? What made, you know, what was it, you know, a long, a long process for you? Tell, tell people how maybe they should really start um, maximizing, you know, that payment and, and all the tips that you've learned throughout the way. Yeah. So, so I actually have a series on my podcast called uh, how I paid off X amount of dollars in five months. 
and I have resources on my website that kind of follows along with it. But essentially, I mean, you just have to get on a plan and you have to really want it. I think people, they, they want to get out of credit card debt, but they approach it without a plan. So when you start to pay it down, I mean, you, you have to know that you're going to pretty much be broke for a while while you're trying to pay down all this debt, because it doesn't make sense in my opinion to save money or invest money while you're trying to get rid of this debt. In my opinion too, when you pay down these debts, you automatically get that rate of return, right? You automatically slash the interest that the credit cards are charging you. So you kind of make money to an extent, the quicker you get it paid off. Yeah. But, um, I think when you approach it, you really have to realize one, why are you doing it? Why do you want to pay down the credit card debt? You know, for me, it was like, I want to provide a better future for my family financially. And I think this is the first step. So that was my why, but everybody else's why might be different. Then you've got your second step. And the second step is, is really understanding where you're at. How much credit card debt do you actually have? List those credit cards out, list out what your monthly payment is right now, list out the interest rate, and that's it. Leave it there. So you're aware of where you're starting. And then from that point, you have to realize, okay, what approach do I want to take? There's two different approaches. You got the mathematical approach, which is essentially called the avalanche method, where you attack the credit card with the highest interest rate first. Because by, from that perspective, you're going to save the most amount of money long term. And then you've got the psychological method, which is essentially the snowball method, which is where you're paying down the lowest balance first. So we kind of did a little bit of both. So we got a lot of them paid down. And then we had two credit cards that had a lot of balance on them. But we had one credit card that was zeroed out. Coincidentally, the credit card that was zeroed out, we got an offer for a, a balance transfer for 0% for 12 months. So I was like, okay, that's coincidental. So we're going to transfer all of the balances from these other credit cards onto that credit card and get rid of these interest rates. So we essentially save money by not paying interest on the credit cards that had the higher balances on them. So doing that, people have to understand when you do a balance transfer, even though it's 0%, they're still going to charge you a fee. Yeah. And for this specific one, it was like 3%. So it was a couple hundred bucks with what we were doing. But the psychological momentum that we got from seeing everything just playing out in our favor to where we're, we're slashing the interest on these credit cards, moving it over to 0%. We're saving more money long-term. We can see it on paper. It, it built up very positive momentum for us and eventually led to us being completely credit card debt-free, which is where we're at today. So I guess first and foremost for people out there who are struggling with that, I mean, it's really important just to figure out why you want to get rid of it in the first place. Because when you have a why behind what you're doing, it's really hard to stray off that path. For sure. For sure. And let me ask you, and this is like, cause again, coming from my seat, um, I'm absolutely foreign to all of this type of financial stuff is what you're doing with the credit card debt. Could that approach, you know, the avalanche approach, um, some mm -hmm. of these things you had talked about, would those tips be similar to doing uh, paying off student loan debt? Like, is that, is that still like the same, same uh, mindset? Yeah. I mean, so it's a little bit different. I mean, kind of the same, but different. So student loans, several people just have one student loan. So it's all consolidated into one, but several people also have multiple student loans if they hit a cap or something like that. So with a student loan, if you only have one, it's a little bit different because you have to have in your head, when do I want to have this paid off by? Yeah. If you want to have it paid off in two years, if you want to have it paid off in three years, something like that, then obviously you have to pay more than the minimum. 
So at that point, it's really important to get an amortization table down. And I'll break that down. All an amortization table does is essentially lists out how long it's going to take you to pay off that so-called debt with that interest rate based off what you're paying. So if you want to get it paid off in three years, say your student loan is a 5% interest rate, you're first going to divide that APR, that 5% divided by 12, because they're going to charge you that on a monthly basis. And they're going to say, okay, what payment do I need to make on a monthly basis so that at the end of year three, my student loan balance is zero? Because all your student loan balance is giving you is a minimum. You only have a minimum you have to pay. And the issue with paying minimums on not even student loans, but credit cards and car loans and et cetera, is you're paying a lot of interest that you don't have to pay. And it's going to take you a hell of a lot longer. Yeah. So I think just for, you know, psychological purposes, getting them paid off as quickly as possible so that you think, okay, this money that was tied up towards paying down these minimums for student loans, car loans, credit cards, whatever is now freed up to do other things, whether that's saving, whether that's, um, whether that's investing, whether that's saving, whatever that is, it's really important to, sorry. It's all good. Hey, can you all go up there for a second? This is recording. Okay. So when you are, when you get those paid off quicker, it frees up money to be able to put towards other things. So that's saving, investing, whatever that is, so that you can actually start to reach your own version of financial freedom. And that's what this all comes down to is reaching your own version of financial freedom because everybody has a different level of that. Everybody has that different standard of living they want to live. And I think it's really hard to attain that when you have debt. So you can get rid of that piece first. I think you'll be able to reach your version of that freedom a lot sooner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, dude, there's, there's just, uh, there's a lot that you know, and, you know, being that you're 24, um, can definitely just with your knowledge, hear the passion. I just got to know, like, is there something that specifically like drives you? Like what made you want to learn all of this? You know, was it really just that one class that kind of flipped that switch in your head? And and that's when you took your mindset and went all in on this route? I mean, not necessarily, you know, I'm not going to say, cause you know, when I took that class, I was like 17 Yeah, and I didn't really know no, I, I just knew I like numbers and money and stuff. So yeah. it's like when I was in college, you know, I, I blew money left and right. I bartended and like I could I could make quite a bit of money bartending, but it was like I still didn't get the principles of money. And of course, and obviously I didn't understand the principles because we got in this, you know, hole of debt that we are now out of. But it kind of took going through that for me to understand how to actually, I guess, see where I wanted to be. And, you know, in the back of my head, I just remember like in high school where my dad owned his own business. My mom didn't work, stay at home mom, which is just as hard being a stay at home mom, you know, cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids and whatnot. And I just saw, not that they were struggling financially, but there were definitely concerns. And I never wanted my kids to feel that way. So me having that perspective of, you know, you think your parents are superheroes and they are, but when you see them struggling financially, it it sucks because I don't I don't want my parents to struggle at all. 
Yeah. But then I have this fire in me, like, I don't want my kids to ever see that or ever have to deal with that. And not that I dealt with anything. I still had everything I wanted, everything I needed because they took care of me. But just from my perspective, you know, I have this fire in me that I want to be so well off to where I can help my kids out in whatever way, shape or form. And not only my kids, but my wife, my parents, my brother, my sister, extended family, whatever. So I think that being able to do that, you kind of have to reverse engineer and say, what can I do today to make sure I'm in that point in life later? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's really important. I think with anything, I mean, this is a big topic, but everyone wants to achieve these big goals, whether that's, you know, starting a business financially, whatever that is. And it's like, okay, that's a big goal that's here. What can you do today here to close that gap? Right. Too many people, they have this big goal. And instead of starting here, they start here. And then you fail because you're in over your head. You don't know what you're doing. And there's so much back here that you missed that's not getting done. So just for anyone out there listening, it's, it's important to have big goals. Like be a dreamer, be ambitious, but start small and work your way up to that. Yeah. I'm glad you touched on some of those things, man. Cause at the end of the day, like, I think that's a reason why, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing. That's always something I've thought of. It's, it's not about me, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm doing things to serve me and that's, that's cool. And I, I like accomplishing my goals and all of that. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I always am thinking about my parents or, you know, my wife or my kid or anything like that. Um, and yeah, you know, I was raised pretty average in terms of that financial thing. And, you know, you get to a certain age and you start making the money you're making. And then you look at your parents and you're kind of like, wow, I can't believe they got me through exactly what they got me through off mm. of, you know, little, you know what I mean? So right. dude, I think that that not only touched me, um, but it's definitely touching some of the other people listening because that is absolutely has to be in line with why we're doing a lot of what we do. It's to make sure that we're mm -hmm. taking care of people. So like when you're talking about these big goals, you know, was that one of the challenges for you or has that always been something that you've really gravitated towards is, all right, I have this target and let me reverse engineer it. Cause I, cause like admittedly um, I've only been doing that for maybe two years now where before right. I was like, I was just spinning my wheels. I was like, all right, I'm going to try to hit this. And yeah, it's exact. It's exactly it. You end up doing a bunch of activity just to do activity and, and with no purpose, you know? Yeah. No, a hundred percent, man. I mean, honestly, I've been doing this for like a month. <laughs> it's like, it, it's, it's one of those things where I, I had all these big ideas in my phone, all, all these notes of like what I wanted to do, what I wanted to achieve. And it sounds great. You know, that in itself could have aged you. But if you really start to think about it, you get really overwhelmed really quick. Cause you're thinking, I want to do all these different businesses all these different ideas. It's like, that doesn't just happen. You know, you have to do something obviously to make those ideas come into fruition. So how does that happen? And I, and I was talking to my business partner and I said, I said, listen, we have all these ideas and we spend a lot of time just spitting ideas at each other. We have to stop and we have to have a clear timeline of what we're going to do. Cause all the ideas play in together. It's just putting them on a timeline. Oh, Hey, we have our end goal okay, what's step four? What's step three? What's step two? What's step one? What are we doing today? And reverse engineering that because I think until people do that, you're going to be really overwhelmed and you're, you still can reach success, but you're not going to reach it 
I don't think you're going to get, you're, you're not going to be as satisfied when you reach it because I think you're going to feel like you're still missing something. There's still stuff that you didn't do that you should have done. And like people say, enjoy the process. I mean, process sometimes sucks, but you have to learn to enjoy it. And you have to learn that if I enjoy the process, the results are going to be sweet. But if I hate the process and all I care about is is the results, it's going to be pretty miserable. So you just have to make sure that you keep that in perspective. That dude, that's so true. Cause I think as we're doing what we're doing, I think that's the hardest part. One of the hardest things about entrepreneurship is, you know, not being a squirrel, right? Like we're, we're just shiny object syndrome. We see opportunity. We want to capitalize on it. And sometimes I think that we try to overstep that process where it's like, let's, let's try to become a master before we find a lot of passion in it. You know, like, like the, the guy that's, you know, skilled at basketball, you know, he had to become a master at basketball. And then dude, if I'm Michael Jordan, of course, I'm going to be passionate about the game. I'm the best ever. But dude, right. I had to spend a lot of hours mastering my craft. And right. I think that's something that I fall victim to. A lot of people are just, they don't like the test days, the days that are hard. Mm-hmm. But that's about no. the process, man. And well, I that's what they say, man, is, is yeah. like, just, just like with your podcast, like it, it takes years to become an overnight success, but people don't see that work that's put in. And especially with social media nowadays, it, it's so easy to only talk about your successes. Oh, it's and- e- yeah, yeah. It's a highlight reel, man. And so, so people think like, oh, they became successful just like that. It's like, no, they didn't. But they're not portraying that. And they don't have to portray that. It's, it's their life, their social media, whatever. But you just have to put it in perspective of how long did it take them to get to this point? And what am I willing to do today to one day get to that point or even higher? So Right, right. So – Let's um let's kind of refocus and like w- w- where is your your thought process right now? Like w- what are we doing with budget track? What are we doing with financial automation? Which one's going to be getting most of your attention right now? Um, I mean, as of now, it's financial automation. You know, as with any quote unquote startup, it's there's a lot of stuff you got to put in place before you know you're you kind of get the ball rolling. I mean, budget track still gets a lot of my attention. Uh, as of lately. I don't know how long budget track is going to go, not because I don't like it, but because it does take time. Yeah. And if I can't put the time that's necessary into it, I don't think there's a point in doing it where my, when my focus and attention is somewhere else. So what I'm saying is I don't want to do something just to do it, just to say I do it. That's not to say it's going to stop completely. Uh, I'm still kind of thinking about it, but I'm, I'm still releasing episodes every Monday and Thursday, solely just interviews with a lot of cool individuals. Um, like tomorrow I'm releasing an episode with Brian Breach, interviewed David Meltzer not too long ago. So it's been really good. I've, I've had a lot of success, but uh, you know, everything comes to an end, you know, at, at some point. So it's just yeah. kind of dictating what's the strategic move for that. Yeah. And, and how can I do that to where, you know, I don't just cut ties completely. Right. Right. Because right. I don't just want to be another stat when it comes to podcasts where, you know, I was just one of the podcasts that quit. But if you really look at it, I mean, podcasts don't just go on forever, you know, it's like, it's got to quit at some point, but you know, it, it, it's really just my attention mainly is on financial automation and I'm, I'm still trying to think about, do I want to keep doing budget track? Do I want to rebrand it into what I'm doing now somehow? I don't know. It's still kind of thinking about it. Yeah. How'd you like the, how'd you like talking to Brian? He's a funny motherfucker, huh? He's a funny guy, man. He's, he's uh, a funny dude. He's uh he, he's really outgoing. 
Oh, really, yeah. really. He's easy to talk to, too. I mean, anything you want to talk about, he's down. It's really interesting how he got his uh, success. I know. Just by going viral. But, I mean, in the social media world, that's kind of – that's not insane. So. Yeah, that's the game. That's the game. <laughs> yeah, it's the game. You know? So, let's – um. What's the next step for final automation? Like where, where you guys are literally like ground zero boots are on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like who are you trying to assist with all of this? Like who, who, who are you guys targeting right now? Um, talk to me about that. Let's pivot there. Yeah, absolutely, man. So going to throw a few stats out for you. Seven out of 10 entrepreneurs are one man shows. So 70% and then nine out of 10 businesses fail. So 90%. And I would bet that a majority of the businesses that do fail are due to financial reasons. And whether that's, you don't have enough money, you don't know what you're doing. You have people you owe money to and you can't pay them back, whatever that is, they fail for primarily financial reasons. So what we're doing at financial automation is we're trying to help entrepreneurs and business owners who are one man shows understand the finances behind their business. Because when you're a one man show, whether that's digital marketing, e-commerce, real estate, coaching, masterminds, consulting, whatever that is, you're focused on that. You're focused on what is actually going to make money for your business. But do you know what that money is doing behind the scenes? Do you know how much money you're spending? Do you know how much money you're keeping? That's important. And if you're so fixated on what's actually driving revenue for the business that you neglect the financial piece, you will be another stat. You will be part of the 90% that fails. Yeah. So what we try to do is act as a digital CFO to these businesses and entrepreneurs we come in, we completely take apart their entire business from a financial perspective, how much money they make, how much they're projecting to make, what do they spend money on, you know, what subscriptions do they have, do they pay for labor? And then we also have a tax portion. So we can kind of estimate how much you're going to owe in taxes based off what you've made. And I think that's really important too, because business owners, whether you have a CPA or not, don't understand taxes. I don't think really anybody does unless you have an accounting degree and are a CPA. So we try to kind of take that gray area out the best way we can without getting in any legal trouble because we're not CPAs, but we're kind of giving you a rough estimate. So then when we, when we go to that point, we take it apart. We come up with a plan to where I'd say, hey, Mark, you supply me with five numbers every single day. It's going to be an automated email that sends to you. Fill those numbers, hit submit, emails to me. Every single morning before you wake up, I am going to give you, whether by text, email, whatever, a snapshot of where your business is at financially. Dude. So I act as a digital CFO for you. Yeah. I am a fraction of the cost of a virtual assistant. Yeah. Way cheaper than an actual in-house CFO. Yeah. And you can still focus on what drives revenue for the business and not having to worry about this anymore because we got it. That's crazy, man. Like, uh, like you, you hit on a few different things there and like a lot of stuff was going like, dude, Somebody who is a, you know, solopreneur or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. They mm-hmm. have five different hats that they're wearing and exactly. they don't give a fuck. Like, it's right. funny. I saw a post from Ryan Stuman, uh yesterday and, you know, it's going about the, the Corona thing. And he's mm-hmm. you know, saying that all these people losing their businesses and, and going, going under, it's because they've realized that, yeah, they dude, you didn't have any cash. Like, right. what are you doing with all? What are you doing with all this credit card debt? What are you doing with all this? You just don't have anything. It's mm-hmm. like, how do you operate on a day to day without that? And I think that's so powerful. Um, I know one of my one of the guys I follow, you know, Grant Cardone and everything. That's one thing that he does every day. He has, uh, you know, five numbers. He gets a report every day. What What that's are the numbers? Need. 
Dude, that's all you need. And to come up with a system like that, um, that's fire, man. That's fire. Yeah, and, and, and the thing about it is too, is, is we got to think about what's the most valuable resource for entrepreneurs. It's time. Yeah. Because when you're a solopreneur, your time is stretched really thin because not only are you trying to build a business, if you're married, if you have kids, you have to balance that. And what we're trying to do is give you your time back. Because if you are focusing on the financials, let us give you that hour, two hours, three hours a week and dedicate it towards something that's more meaningful to you. So I think that's the important piece behind it is not only are we helping you financially, but we're trying to help you from a personal perspective too. get your time back. You deserve yeah. it. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now, man. And it's still in really beginning stages, but we we've gotten really good feedback from it. And you know, the ball's rolling and we're doing a, a really hard launch on April 1st, whether this episode comes out before then or not April yeah. 1st. And then, uh, yeah, man, I mean, we're, we're taking clients of, you know, all stages. We really just want to talk to you about your business. How are you running it? How are you not running it and how yeah. we can help? And we have a lot of connections too. So if we can connect you to someone you need, we can do it. If you don't want to use our service, no big deal. At least, at least we made the connection. That's all right, I'm worried right, about. Right, right, right. Is it software? It's not a software. So software is going to be in the making as of right now. It's, it's really all done by me. So with Word. the business partner I have, he's kind of the operations. I'm the technical and we're kind of just, you know, doing it the best way we can. We got some virtual assistants under us that are helping. So essentially what we want to be able to do for people is make this process as customized for them and as streamlined for them as possible. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's smart too, man. Like do you think bro, like launch yeah. it. Don't wait for yeah. it to be perfect. No. Launch in it. Perfect dude. action and perfect yeah. action. Yeah. I like that, man. I like that. That's, that's yep. a sick model in terms of, in terms of like you, um, in terms of your partner, are there specific skills or traits that you would say to the listeners um, are needed, are necessary traits when, when building a business? Yeah, I mean, I think people who have business partners who have the same skills as them is kind of a recipe for disaster. Facts. Because you cannot delegate out, really. You're, you're both doing the same thing. In our, in, in, you know, our partnership and our relationship and everything, I think it's, uh, he, I, I'm not going to say he's intense. He, he kind of is intense, but he's a closer. He's a, he's yeah. a closer. That's what we need. Yeah. I can close if I need to, but I'm more the technical mind behind it. And I think the two of those work really, really well, that dynamic. So it's important if you are, I mean, don't just look for a business partner just to have them. Just to, I mean, we We've been talking for months, for months and months. And, and with what we wanted to do, we knew we had to do it together. There was no way we couldn't. But if you're doing digital marketing, e-commerce, whatever, you don't necessarily need a business partner. If you want them, great. But you have to see, do they have different skills than me? And how are they going to actually help the business? And I think that's really important to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and do your mindsets align? Like that was one thing, you know, um, I've worked with other individuals in the past and yeah, you, you end up saying, man, this is the route we want to take. And then you start getting to know people as an individual. And right. you know, sometimes, man, you got to know when to pull the plug, you know, you yep. got to know when those, when those philosophies don't line up. Right. Um, so that's awesome, man. And I'm going to ask, um, one more final question in, you know, just in terms of where you're at. Um, and obviously you are on a path of a lot more growth, man, a hundred percent on a path to grow a lot more. But as of now, how would you define success? Like what, what does success look like for, for Brady right now? 
Uh, I mean, it's simple. I, I think if you wake up fired up about your day, I think that's success right there. I think uh, with, with when people just chase the money, you have happiness for a little bit. And yeah, money's great. Like everyone wants money. You can't say you're not working for more. Like it, people are entrepreneurs because they want to work for themselves and they want to make unlimited amounts of money, right? Yeah. But if you wake up hating what your day entails, hating what you have to do, not excited, then I think that's a recipe for disaster and that's not happiness. And if you really want to achieve success, you have to be happy too. And for people who have achieved success and are not happy, that you didn't achieve success. So it's, it's simple, but, and it's kind of cliche, but I think you really do have to love what you do. Cause if you don't, you're going to be miserable and right. no amount of money can cure that. Right. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Before, uh, before we, we lock out here, what we do, um, as we're kind of getting ready to shut things down on the, on the episode, I ask all of my guests, um, being that this is a university setting, we're in the classroom today you're one of the professors today. <laughs> what would you say for the next time that they come, the next podcast episode, what homework would you want to assign out for these individuals that you think is something they should really start putting their mindset on and, and really start um, really start just thinking about, you know, getting their mind working when it comes yeah. to their business? Yeah, I mean it kind of goes back to the whole credit card thing, but I'm not going to talk about, you know, actual specific credit cards, but I think just develop your why. Like it's such a simple thing, right? Everyone says, develop your why. Why are you doing this? Why do you want this? But it's, it's really as powerful and doesn't have to be, you know, detailed can literally yeah. say my family, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a picture of your wife, a picture of your kid, a picture of your parents, whatever. That's your why. And just reflect on that. So I think for people, if, if I were to give homework, I'd say, come back to me with your why in one sentence. One sentence. Like that. One sentence. Keep it short, man. Keep it short. When you start to make your why too detailed, I think it starts to become hard to remember because then you're like, well, I have 30 different whys. So which why pertains to this situation? It's like, no, one why, one sentence, very simple. And then just keep that with you. I love it, man. I love it. Let me ask you, where, um, where can we get that information? You, you, you mentioned about the credit card thing. You mentioned, yep. you know, where can I get information on your, your Instagram? Are you, yep. are you got, you know, the financial automation? Where can we find you? Yeah, man. So if you go to my Instagram, it's at Brady Morgan underscore. The podcast page is at Budgetrek. That's B-U-D-G-E-T-R-E-K. And if you click the link in my bio on the Budgetrek page, it'll take you to Apple Podcasts. And I don't remember the exact episode numbers, but there's three episodes, three-part mini-series about how I got out of X amount of credit card debt in five months. Mm -hmm. There's a link in my actual website, budgettrek.com, to resources where you can download an Excel spreadsheet that follows along that mini-series exactly so that you can get on the right track with your credit cards, whether you have it or not. And of course, like we said, just being aware of where you're at in terms of debt overall, not even credit cards, student loans, car loans, whatever, and just get a plan to attack that. That's going to be the most important piece. With financial automation, we're not on social media right now. We don't have a website. We do have a funnel. So if people, I'll send you the link, but if people want to click that link and watch a video walking through exactly how we do what we do, and then uh, book a call with us, we'll be happy to talk you through it and see how we can help you. 
I love that, man. I love that. I'm going to put all that. Um, just go down in the description, go down into the show notes. I'll have everything there for you guys. Hey, listen, um, you know, me and Brady, uh, this is like the second time we've connected. Um, I connected with him even a few weeks ago. Um, just love the dude's vibes. You know, obviously you can see pretty mellow guy, but just knows his facts, just a straight shooter. Um, so I'm glad, man, I'm glad you were able to come on. I look forward to keep, you know, building a relationship with you, man. And, um, I'm definitely going to jam out with this financial automation with you. We'll be talking about that. So guys pay attention to all the moves that he's making, all the information in the show notes, do yourself a favor, reach out to him on IG, give him a direct message, talk to him about this financial automation tool, man. This thing sounds like it could be a monster. And, um, until next time, man, you guys make sure you're doing that homework for him. But I appreciate everybody coming on. We'll be talking to you guys next class. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to Overnight Success You with Mark Forster, a.k.a. Professor Doughboy. If you like our show, go ahead, leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at TheMarkForster for daily content and insight into the day-to-day journey. There, you can also find resources I've provided for access to the OSU community, along with the opportunity to schedule time on my calendar to talk further and go more in depth as to what challenges you're facing in business and life. Until next week, class dismissed.